This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Ooh, this is a uh, lot of money for a pair of shoes. Michael Jordan, he's broken a ton of records in his playing career, and his shoes have just broken a big record, Jim. Mm-hmm. They just sold for $2.2 million, making it the most expensive shoe memorabilia ever sold. These are game worn shoes, or are these just random Jordans? No, they're they are Jordans, but they're nineteen ninety eight finals. He wore them game worn, and uh, pretty hot item. They're also calling them the last dance shoes because they were also worn a lot throughout the the documentary, The Last Dance. How much do they go for again? Two point two mil. Who USD? It's pretty good. And you got. Uh, you got that movie about the Jordans out right now. A lot of people into the sneakers. It's pretty wild to see some of the collections people have when it comes to shoes. Yeah, that was never me. I, I buy one pair of sneakers and I wear them until they fall apart and then I get the next one. Totally. Well, there's people who have like sneaker rooms. Yeah. They have shoes they don't even wear. <laughs> it's great. And they, and they keep them so white for so long. Like they have special sprays. I couldn't care less. <laughs> the movie's out right now, the the Air movie. Yeah. And it's surprising. You got the shoes selling for $2.2 million, but the uh, the new Michael Jordan shoe movie is is kind of considered a flop at this point. Yeah, I think opening weekend it had uh, $13 million or something, and the budget was closer to about $100 million, So You got Ben Affleck and yeah. Matt Damon in there. Hmm. Surprising that the sneakerheads aren't... Uh, Aren't flocking to see that movie. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I I, I think it's kind of lame. Though. Maybe it's the name of the movie, Air. I don't know, but I saw the trailer once in a, once or twice. It didn't seem that interesting to me. Who cares about the shoe? It's getting good reviews, and, and I'm sure it's a decent film, but you do have a point. It's not something you see like, oh, I need to see that in IMAX, right? <laughs> yeah, I got to see that shoe. I need to know personal. how Michael Jordan got the deal with Nike in IMAX. I'll probably watch it when it comes out on on the streaming services, though. Supposed to be pretty decent. Yeah. $2.2 million. It was the Utah Jazz 93-88 game that they won. The Bulls beat the Jazz. You know who's probably not thrilled to hear this news? The now middle-aged man who was six years old when he assembled those shoes in a sweatshop. (laughs) 2.2 2.2 million dollars, huh? Crazy to think about. <laughs> What's my kickback on that, Nike? <laughs> it's a lot of overhead. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. A 78-year-old woman has been charged with bank robbery down near Kansas City in the US. Now, this is the third time she's been charged. <laughs> she's been doing this her whole life. Wow. Convicted of robbing a California bank back in 1977. One uh, near Kansas City in 2020, her probation ended November 2021, and she was arrested again this past Wednesday. She's got the bug. (laughs) Yeah. She says she walked into a bank, or the the authorities say she walked into a bank with a note demanding 13,000 small bills, adding, thank you. Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. (laughs) Sounds like a sweet lady. 78-year-old Bonnie Gooch. You would have to think you were on... Has been jailed on a $25,000 bond. You'd think you would have to be on a a hidden camera show. 
If that person slipped, you, you'd say, Sweet where's Ashton grandma. Kutch? There's no way this is happening <laughs> if you were that bank teller. Uh, apparently, she smelled strongly of alcohol when oh. officers caught up with her less than two miles away from the bank. If this doesn't end up being a movie starring uh, Jane Fonda, <laughs> Lily Tomlin. Sure. Ocean 78. <laughs> Bonnie Gooch. I bet you she was driving so slow to get away, too. <laughs> Probably the right blinker was on the whole time. That Easy was the problem. Yeah, they, they caught her. Yeah, they, they just, uh, they just uh, looked for the recipe online for the cookies that she wrote the note to the teller on. <laughs> Flipped it over. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Bakes some cookies and writes it icing. I'm robbing your bank. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Have you been watching baseball? Have you noticed that the games are, are flying by? Well, the pitch clock is working. The games are going by way faster than they were before the pitch clock was introduced. Nine-inning games are down, on average, 31 minutes wow. in Major League Baseball. So they went from an hour of th- uh, an average of three hours, nine minutes last year to two hours, 38 minutes this year. But... It's a bit of a backfire here because Major League Baseball parks have noticed that they aren't selling as much beer as they used to. 30 minutes, that's two beers. (laughs) Yeah. Beer sales are down. So uh, MLB stadiums, ballparks, are now extending beer sales, trying to get people to stick around afterwards (laughs) and have another couple beers. So the game is over. There's nothing to watch. How are you going to incentivize that? Cheaper beers, maybe? They used to stop selling alcohol after the seventh inning, Mm -hmm. but now they've pushed it back to the eighth inning. That's great. And who knows? We could be ninth inning or two hours after the game (laughs) if, if beer revenues keep going down. Interesting. Arizona Diamondbacks, Texas Rangers, Minnesota Twins, Milwaukee Brewers, of course, have all extended uh, their beer sales by at least an inning to try and increase the beer sales after that pesky pitch clock has hampered them. Yeah, just push it. Just put a beer clock. You ha- like Sell them in the ninth, <laughs> and the guy has eight minutes to drink the beer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got you to gotta average uh, this number of beers per inning. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you're not going to make the quota. Mm-hmm. Got to help us out here. They have the hot dog counter at the Rogers Center. <laughs> yeah. Let us know how many beers you need us to buy. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Looks like London, Ontario had its own uh, Breaking Bad situation going on. Big raid over the weekend. A uh, property was raided Commissioner's Road near Rideout Street, which is a pretty residential area. And they they, they found like a full-on cannabis lab seized close to $9 million worth of weapons, ammo, hmm. drug, uh, paraphernalia, drug processing equipment, laboratory equipment, and uh, marijuana resin marijuana shake it looks like they were they were making um they're processing the weed yeah so obviously making edibles of some sort illegally yeah a bunch of edibles were seized what is shatter cannabis shatter i can't explain the process but there's some sort of chemical process where you take some sort of foundation of the marijuana plant 
and you turn it into almost like a glass or like a crystal type thing, and then you smoke that, and it's like... Is it blue? <laughs> I think if you wanted it to be. <laughs> like Walter White, I'm telling you, this yeah. is Breaking Bad. And look at the suspects that uh, that uh, were involved. A 46-year-old man and a 30-year-old oh, man. Oh, does he have his teacher's license? <laughs> Walter and Jesse. Both uh, charged with possession of a Schedule 1 substance for the purpose of trafficking, possession of a Schedule 3 substance for the purpose of trafficking, possession of cannabis for the purpose of distributing, possession of the for the purpose of selling and alter cannabis with organic solvent, which is something, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that must be the process of making the shatter or something. Hmm. I so mean, it's legal to, uh, to consume marijuana. Yeah, but this is, sounds like it's over four plants <laughs> growing right. in your backyard. Well, it's like anything. Even if you're going to start a brewery, I think you need to... Sure, if you want to sell it in the market. <laughs> yeah. You need to check in with the government <laughs> and let them know what you're up to. Sure, yeah, if you're that passionate. The crazy thing is this neighborhood, like basically in the backyard of this place is an elementary school. And two blocks away, I know there's um, a dispute. Neighbors are trying to stop a, uh, a townhouse complex from being built. Yeah, okay. I uh, should have been a little more concerned about the <laughs> drug lab that's already there, guys. Look at this. Just the pictures of the place. It's crazy. Buckets that- and, like, it's not a small operation here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's obviously not cool. Uh, it's just bizarre that even in a country where it's legal, there's still an underground market that's so lucrative that like a $9 million operation is feasible. It's crazy. Yeah, looking at this lab. They're not lazy. That's a lot of work that's they why put I'm saying, into just this go, thing. Break good. <laughs> <laughs> Forget breaking bad. Yeah. Why do don't you try real. to break good? The Taz and Jim Podcast. Do you like playing board games? Jim, I know you're a board game guy. Absolutely. You love a good game night. Mm -hmm. Check out this headline. Two men hospitalized after game of Monopoly ends in sword fight. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. That's not good. This happened in Brussels and very European. There was a bunch of people playing Monopoly out on a sidewalk in front of their building. (laughs) Okay. Five in the morning. Oh, no. They're playing Monopoly, and uh, apparently they were loud enough to wake up one of the neighbors. Guy came out, uh, got in an argument with the Monopoly players, uh, unsheathed his Japanese samurai sword. Police spokesperson told the newspaper that the player tried to grab the katana, uh... Another player tried, someone else tried to grab the sword back. Uh, Wounded, two people wounded, taken to the hospital. One of them remains in critical condition. Hmm. That's just, you know, I'm going to tell my kids that if you're carrying around a samurai sword for fun, one day you're going to use it and it's not going to be good. Yeah. Don't be tempted. Don't carry it around. Especially with board games going on. I, I expected when I heard that uh, there, there was a sword fight that it was uh, conflict between players because Monopoly, the reason Monopoly gets so heated is because you play for too damn long. Yes. And it gets to a point, like, I've never played a game of Monopoly that has not concluded in somebody flipping the board over <laughs> in anger. Or even concluded organically. 
Like people give up all the time. It, it's Until never like somebody some, freaks yeah, out. It, it's like nobody ever ends up with all the money. There's always a fight or mom says shut up and you guys have to do something else. <laughs> or someone pulls out a Japanese <laughs> yeah. samurai sword. Yeah. They, it must be depressing also. To there play. has never been a full game of Monopoly played in the never. history of the world. Never. It never has, <laughs> never will. And it must be ultimately depressing playing right now, too, because when you can't afford your rent in Monopoly, it's like too close to reality. And it's, right. a, it's like too real. Yeah. Interest rates are coming down in Canada. No. Yeah. The only hotels you can afford right now are the ones that are little, little red ones on the board. Oh, 50 bucks. Imagine. <laughs> Devin Peacock, our sports guy, is here. Unfortunately, the Toronto Raptors have been eliminated from the NBA. Raptors are one and done in the NBA play-in tournament. Their first experience with it uh, did not go well. Raptors uh, should have won this game. They lost to the Chicago Bulls last night, 109-105. They were up by 19 at one point in the third quarter. Yikes. Teams that are up by 19, this goes without saying, should not be losing. But this is a perfect microcosm for the entire season for the Raptors. So, like, normally when one of my teams loses, I'm upset. Honestly, I'm just glad to be done with the Raptors. (laughs) They've just been so frustrating all year long. They need to make major changes, and I think one of them is going to be Nick Nurse will no longer be the head coach. Play-in tournament, more like the play-out tournament, am I right? <laughs> uh, so you think they deserve to lose last night? 100%. There are some Raptors fans who are blaming the young daughter of DeMar DeRozan of the Chicago <laughs> Bulls, who was a little disruptive anytime the Raptors were at the line trying to sink a free throw last night. And here's the voice you're hearing when Raptors shoot. She's screaming. It really sounds like somebody is trying to murder that girl. Yeah. (laughs) It is distracting. I'll give her that. Screaming high-pitched, top of her lungs every time the the Raptors were trying to sink a free throw. What are your thoughts, Dev? So the Raptors made 36 trips to the free throw line last night. They made only 18, so 50%. Their season average was 78. After the game, Pascal Siakam said he didn't hear it was not bothering him. I don't know. He missed two with 12 seconds to go. He could have tied the game, yeah. you know. And so, I mean, I think, first off, I think it, sh- it shouldn't have not have been allowed to happen. I mean, it's clearly distracting. Everybody was hearing it. It was You could hear it. on. You just played it. You could hear it on the broadcast. Tell me life is really good for him right now. He's in a good headspace coming in. I mean, uh, in terms of the total number or the yeah. quality of shots, I'm, co- I'm comfortable. <laughs> it's distracting. Underrated passer doing a nice job. It's terrifying. How are the announcers even doing their job? If you heard that scream in your neighborhood, you would call the police. <laughs> Especially well, if it happened every minute. Forget the Raptors for a second. She was like st- sitting right behind a camera guy. Yeah. So a camera guy is trying to do his job, just you know, capture the free throw, and you have a nine-year-old right behind you screaming like she is being stabbed to death. And this happens from time to time where you'll have fans getting uh, loud, trying to distract the opposing team at the free throw line. Um, I'm sure there have been regular fans who have been told to quiet down. So if this wasn't the Toronto Raptors, this was the Los Angeles Lakers, and you have someone screaming like that, LeBron James... Is that the uh, line? You think they're going to be laughing about it? Everyone's thinking this is how the greatest? Much, how much uh, responsibility is on DeMar DeRozan to be like, hey, 
honey, I appreciate you trying to help daddy out, <laughs> but you know, out of respect for the game and the other players, can you just keep it down? I'm not even concerned about the players at the free throw line, whatever, but it's all the people who are sitting around her. They paid good money to be in those seats and for 15 minutes that is what you're hearing you can't t- she's 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 nice she doesn't know any better but somebody should be like hey you know pipe down you can't blame her because she's nine as you yeah. say but i mean th- it should have been demar it should have been someone on the on the bulls the, the officials who just go over to the bulls and say hey could you just get like if that was a drunk guy (laughs) (laughs) he would have been ejected he would have been (laughs) ejected for sure and what kind of precedent does this set now so for the entire playoffs what is stopping teams from hiring 11 year old girls to scream at the top of their lungs courtside (laughs) during free throw shots (laughs) nothing nothing yeah if, if this is allowed why not take full advantage of it more cowbell the taz and jim podcast there is going to come a time where we're sitting around in rocking chairs telling our grandkids how great Netflix used to be. <laughs> Just like how we're telling them about how great Blockbuster used to be. Oh, Netflix used to be great. You used to be able to go on there and there'd be everything all in one place. You didn't have to jump from one streaming service to another streaming service. Mm-hmm. You could actually watch a movie instead of spending three hours looking for a movie to watch. Mm-hmm. Hey, these streaming services are bugging me. <laughs> what, what specifically about them? There's too many of them. Yeah. I don't know where anything is. Yeah. All the content is spread too thin, so, you know, you're getting a little bit of good stuff on every streaming service, and the rest is just crap. True, so now you just have to purchase more streaming services. It's, it's now more expensive than just having cable. Hmm. Like back in the day, you had cable, you had the pay movie channels, and you were set up. Now you have to subscribe to like 10 different streaming services. Yeah. It's funny, too, when you say that you don't know which show is on which. When you're trying to find The Boys, for example, you go, is it on Disney Plus, Netflix, Prime? I, I, I never have any idea which one to go to, and I usually pick the last one, or the right one last. HBO made big announcements yesterday. They're changing the name of their streaming service, HBO Max, to just Max. Why? <laughs> just Max. They're merging with Discovery Plus. Okay. Uh, so two streaming services are getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made announcements. This is the other thing here, guys. Think of an original idea. They announced all the stuff that's going to be coming to Max, yeah, the streaming service, over the next decade, basically. You've got a series based on the Conjuring Horror Universe. All right. You have another Big Bang Theory spinoff. Oh, boy. Even younger Sheldon? He's like a baby this time? Baby <laughs> Fetus genius? Sheldon. Yeah. In the womb? <laughs> Fetus Sheldon coming to Max. Uh, Colin Farrell's Penguin series. That I am interested in. Yeah, you did love that character in so the funny. latest Batman movie, didn't you? And I watched the John Wick movie recently, and there's a guy who looks an awfully lot like the Penguin in a fat suit kind of thing, but he gets in a fight, and I want to see the the Penguin in a fat suit fight Batman now. Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones prequel, another season of True Detective, an animated Gremlins movie. All right. Okay. <laughs> but look at this. And, and uh, a 10-year-long Harry Potter remake. 
Wow, They're everything's a remake. Doing 10 years, uh, one season for every book in the Harry Potter. It's a full reimagining of the Harry Potter films. Hmm. I feel like those movies just came out, but now that I'm thinking about it, it was probably 20 years ago when the first one came out. Still too soon, of course. Tell me more, Grandpa. <laughs> I remember <laughs> when they were books. I remember when Netflix was good.